Hello, campers. Hi. You're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. My name is Katie Wiggins. And I'm Morgan Driscoll. And this is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. If you've listened to this podcast before, uh, then you know that I sound a little huskier than usual. (laughs) And that is because uh, Katie went out drinking last night. And um, it got a little, it got funky. No, mostly it was, it was so loud in there. I had to scream so much to communicate. Oh no. It's this place called Mood Ring. (laughs) It's, no, it's, it's fantastic. I went and got ramen with my friend. And then we were like, after it was over, we're like, this evening's not fucking done yet. So we're like, let's get some fucking drinks. And on the same street, we're like, let's go to this place called Mood Ring. So you walk in and there's a curtain directly in front of the door. So you push the curtain aside and it's all blacklit and it's, there's no actual light source, just the black light. Oh my. And, and the white things that kind of reflect and turn neon. And it's an astrology themed bar. Whoa. And everyone in there is so queer. I was going to say it sounds like the name of a gay bar. It's not specifically a gay bar, Mm -hmm. but everyone in there was queer. (laughs) And I definitely looked gay. I was wearing this Screaming Females Mm t-shirt and like thick plaid leggings and like chunky little shoes, like no makeup. And I was like, damn. But I didn't get fucking hit on. Ian did, though. (gasps) Everybody was fucking looking his bare ass up and down. (laughs) They were, though. I was like, everywhere I go with fucking Ian. Everybody just oh like, mm. boys specifically are like, mm. I think it's because he's so tall and he's like a, he's like a baby bear. He's like a young bear. Yeah. So um, he's like, like kind of bottoms that look at him. I, yes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. They, they, they love him immediately. And I'm like, I may be a lesbian, but that's my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh we are not just playfully touching right now he's mine (laughs) but we had a grand old time at the mood ring (laughs) have i um on the podcast talked about the latest thing that have that's happened in my house no okay so morgan's home she currently has a roommate who is no longer with us (laughs) my my friend her friends are trying to rent this place and she's like yeah Three bedroom, two bath, one ghost. <laughs> they're like, what? She's like, she has a ghost. And they're like, what do you mean? It's what? Like, Cable. What? <laughs> what about, no, the part where the before the, what? The death part. To the, yeah, deck. Nice deck. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> enjoy. Here are the keys. Good luck. Um, I think and God I've bless. Briefly... You'll need it. <laughs> Here's a cross and some sage. Good luck. Just gonna douse you quickly with holy water. And out we go. Here's a little spritzer just for you. So I think I mentioned this previously, but I'll briefly say what's happened before. When my roommate had some friends over in the living room, they had the cat with them. Me and Roger were gone. They heard people walking in the back of the house and no one was in the back of the house. I've heard someone clanking dishes around when no one was in the house. And... 
more recently when I was about to leave for winter break and no one else was in the house, I felt someone brush up behind me when I was in the closet getting clothes together. So that's what's previously happened. But now Mm -hmm. that it's me and the cat, something spookier happened. And this... Roger doesn't believe that this house is a ghost. Jacob does, because he's experienced something, and I've experienced stuff. Stop the presses. Local, rational man (laughs) doesn't believe girlfriend when girlfriend says there's something off about the house. Let's see how that fucking transpires. Right? Right? I've seen any spooky show ever. So Yeah, you've (laughs) seen any spooky show ever, meaning, like, you know it's not something you'd necessarily want to encounter so mm-hmm. you're not just gonna like usually for people it's a last resort when you're like why is all this stuff happening fuck it's a ghost yeah it's not like oh my god i bet it's a ghost yeah because as like, much as i love paranormal stuff i don't need it in my house exactly <laughs> i it's don't like, take you my work home with me sh- <laughs> 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 i like to leave that at my desk when i hang up my tie. <laughs> so what recently has happened was i was sitting on my bed And the way my house is set up, it's very close to my bathroom, and I can see the sink and next to it, the window. And Mm -hmm. the way my windows are is, I don't know what it's called. I think I heard someone refer to it as like a storm thing. It's like the the film that you have so dust and bugs don't get in, and then there's the actual window frame. Yeah. So I always have the thin metal film like half an inch open. Mm Because I like the breeze to come through and kind of cool the house off. But Mm -hmm. I have the the actual window closed. And these Mm -hmm. windows, a lot of them are painted shut. (laughs) So it takes a lot of work to get some of these open. And I was sitting in my bed, just hanging out. And then I hear a noise. And I look and the window has opened itself. It has (gasps) raised like an inch or two. And (sighs) it's very windy where I am, but not that windy. And I talked to someone who's from somewhere even windier, and this just does not happen. <laughs> I consulted a local wind expert. I talked about weather. I researched the weather. <laughs> this podcast does have a significant weather and climate. We're going to switch to a, a weather podcast. <laughs> it's our true calling. Also known as the least qualified people to have that podcast ever. Yeah. Maybe not true. We're both from places with weather. As most are. <laughs> So, yeah, so no other doors and windows were open, and the window fought gravity to open itself. And I immediately mm-hmm. ran to the window to see if anyone was in the backyard to open it, but the metal thing isn't open enough for someone to reach in and push up a window. And I would so have it seen it. was open them. from inside. Yeah, definitely. And I had just looked at it, and it was closed. <sighs> so I have closed the metal part. And the other part, and I'm waiting to see if it opens itself again. Yeah. So that, even Roger couldn't explain that one. But also, this might be just a coincidence in me looking into things, but my cat walked on top of my laptop, and then I thought after that she was sleeping. And then she could talk to me. And then she said, it's me, the ghost. <laughs> this house I'm just is haunted. In, yeah. I might be just looking into things, but yeah. No, so. Her head turned all the way around. <laughs> she projectile vomited pea soup. It was odd. No, that's just a cat no. thing, I think. <laughs> but she walked on my laptop and pulled up the search bar. 
And then I thought she went back to sleep. And when I woke up, there were just a bunch of question marks on the search bar, which is either a coincidence, a ghost, or she's learning to type. And that might be the scariest of them all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I find interesting is that if she were to even step on your computer, Mm -hmm. keys are small. And wouldn't she step on multiple or wouldn't there be a little variety? Because... The shift is right next to the question mark, but there's other stuff. And she wouldn't have just walked on that part and walked away. She does the whole kit and caboodle. She would have walked on the whole thing. That's why she goes there. Right. To mess with stuff. So That's why we all go there. And I <laughs> and I had previously that night been with my friend and we were like, if this is a cool, like calm spirit and your name is Arturo, because that's the vibe I'm getting, let us know. And if that's not your name, write your name down somewhere. And then I got question marks. <laughs> I love it. It's like Arturo. I, what? I don't like, know. Why would you think? I don't know. That's just the whatever's here. If there's something here, is very chill. And I think okay. they're just making sure I'm not messing the house up. Dude, I'm keeping it cleaner than it's ever can been. Rest easy. Yeah. I tried to research the house, and I found that there was a woman named Priscilla who lived here, who I think is still alive, that had credit card <laughs> fraud and theft. But I couldn't find anything well, else. Like who? Lubbock, you're yeah. going to yeah. find that in pretty much every house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't find any records of death in this house, so I still don't know. And it's been a rental Keep house forever. Searching. Searching. I might pay the $12 to see if anyone died here. Good luck. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blessings. Thank you. <laughs> okay, now that my personal... Paranormal encounters are done. Also, um, anyone listening, if you have an explanation for what happened with my window, I'd love to hear it. <clears throat> Suction draft. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, Any wind experts that have? Yeah. Anyone who bopped over here for a weather podcast, now's your time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> So, now that my paranormal story is over, I want to tell you another one, Katie. Good, you thank ready? you. You ready? My eye is twitching <laughs> in excitement. <laughs> As it does. In anticipation. <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about the Stone Lion Inn. Stone Lion Inn. It's in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Yeah, no, definitely haven't heard of that shit. I decided to watch some ghost adventures. Why am I so offensive about Oklahoma? (laughs) I get it. And I didn't realize, I don't know if they've changed the format, but I was watching ghost adventures Mm -hmm. and it said, some people believe in ghosts, some don't. And I love that as an (laughs) intro. It's like, yeah. You're not wrong yes. at all. I love that they, you know what probably it was at the beginning, they were like, 58% of Americans believe in ghosts. And someone was like, no, no, they don't. That <laughs> that statistic is bunk. And they were like, okay, most Americans believe in ghosts. And they're, they're like, like, you eh. still can't, you can't actually say that You're because we don't. And they're like, fine, some people believe in ghosts and some do not. And they're like, all right. That's fair. That's as close as we can get. (laughs) And then they followed it up with saying, this is one of the most iconic haunted locations in Oklahoma. (laughs) 
wow. Because they had set me up for the best. And then immediately been like, whoa, 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 wait. Wait. <laughs> it's the best in Oklahoma. In, in southeast Oklahoma <laughs> County line. Like In okay. latitude 210 point. <laughs> Yeah. And I called my <laughs> Oklahoman friend to verify. I, I figured he would know about this. And he said, yes, I have been there and stayed the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Apparently, it's very touristy and hokey now. Because it's like a bed yeah. and breakfast, which I get. Yeah. Uh, it's a bummer. You turn but... a fucking profit. It's Oklahoma, you know. Yeah. And God, I feel like we're being offensive. No, no. Like, it's, oh, it's... you big time New York asshole well i'm in lubbock yep no one can yeah so you're practically in oklahoma yeah i pretty much am i'm only i'm i could drive to oklahoma way faster than houston i could do like three or four trips to oklahoma in the time it takes me to get to houston from here it's like two or three hours in the time it would take for you to get from lubbock to houston i could get to canada that's amazing I'm a hitchhiker. <laughs> it's my passion. And I'm very good at it. <laughs> the thumb of a god. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... They are shapely thumbs. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Alright. So, we're gonna go to Guthrie, Oklahoma. <sighs> I know. Bear with me. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. I think he'd agree. I think his his Oklahoman sentiment would be the same. I don't think he's there's, too excited. There's about a it. different thing about like being from a place, and you and all the people that grew up there are like, man, fuck this place. But like when someone else insults it that's not from there or has ever been there, you're like, yeah. Oklahoma is the heart and soul yeah. of Texas. Of- no, I said Texas because <laughs> I was thinking of the United States, and then I said Texas. So let that reflect upon you what it means to grow up in Texas. Last night at the Mood Ring, me and Ian had to explain to our friend who's from New Hampshire that there was a Texas Pledge of Allegiance that we did the. United States Pledge of Allegiance, and then the Texas Pledge of Allegiance, right. and then all the prayers in the morning. She was like, what? Yeah. And we were like, uh, Duh. I pledge allegiance to thee, Texas, one state under God, indivisible. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And Texas like, it's pride. Texas, baby. <laughs> we're <laughs> fucking proud, man. <laughs> H-Tap, hold it down. Wait, how do you say, how do you say it? Nah. <laughs> that's pretty much just <laughs> just yell ah! so take take oh god let's go to oklahoma okay okay so this house before it was the stone lion inn was a home built in 1907 by wealthy businessman f.e houghton houghton yes houghton? how do you spell it h-o-u-t-a-n i think when i was listening to it i wrote houghton but i think googling it it was houghton yeah, the like Van Houten, like the like Millhouse and his family. Hmm. What a guy. So they were wealthy, they had twelve kids, and then in the twenties they came upon hard times and had to leave. As many people did. Yeah. But for eight years after that, the house was a mortuary for the local undertaker. Ooh. Which can never be good. 
No. So I feel like there's probably something going on from when that happened. And when the 12 freaking children lived there, one of them, when she was seven or eight, got whooping cough. And since Mm -hmm. it was the early 1900s, nobody knew anything about anything medical. Mm -hmm. And their house nanny over-medicated her or (laughs) mis-medicated her. And back in the day, a lot of that medication was opium and codeine. I was literally about to say, more ether, dearie. Down you go. So she died. (laughs) Yeah. In that house. Sounds about right. Fucking kids strung out on heroin because they have whooping cough. Let that be a lesson to you all. Don't get the whooping cough. Don't. You'll be a drug don't, addict. Don't catch the hoop. <laughs> hoop, there it is. <laughs> hoop, there it was, and then she wasn't. <laughs> She's going to come and haunt me. And probably. You'll hear her cough in the distance. <laughs> That'd be so annoying. A ghost that just coughs. Or like a... <clears throat> Like a like a throat clearing oh kind of dad sound. That would be horrible. <laughs> Is there a dad here? Dad? <laughs> I didn't know you were dead. <laughs> dad, you died. <laughs> Man, so it's not documented what happened between. I guess nineteen forties is when it stopped being a mortuary. Around that thirties, forties, fifties. I'm not doing math. I refuse. I'm off the clock. Someone tell me how a mortuary can go out of business. Not enough clients. Was there competition? People are dying to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck right off. <laughs> um, maybe he was bad at his job. Ha- okay. You pump my grandmammy full of so much embalming fluid. She looked like a balloon in that coffin. She flew away. <laughs> she floated out. <laughs> and we never been able to find her. So they had to shoot her down over Hawaii. <laughs> so, in the 80s, a woman named Becky bought the property. And she still owns it. And she's the one who has it as a hokey bed of breakfast and she does a murder mystery show all the time so i obviously do not approve of becky (laughs) (laughs) i can only imagine the casting call for that (laughs) and people because it's oklahoma i think or just in general the south people accused her of devil worship because she'd do the show in the cemetery that's on the plot. <laughs> well, the 80s was satanic panic. Everybody Ooh, in the United States like was scared that. of the devil in the 80s for some reason. It's all the coke, man. It's all the power lunch. <laughs> the devil's <stuff>. everywhere! <laughs> <laughs> it's like the rise of evangelicalism and also cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, satanic panic. Actually, it was the rise of, like, goth fashion, and I think that actually had a huge effect. Oh, <laughs> people were like, probably. oh, God, those people are wearing star upside-down necklaces. You're gonna take my <laughs> little Stacy. And they did. We got her. <laughs> and she Boy, tried to God. sell me coke last night. <laughs> she was at the moon ring. <laughs> so, there's a man... In buried in this plot 
and they don't really connect why he's buried there. I he's a local to that area and he died and they gave him a burial here. So I don't know why he wasn't buried anywhere else. They didn't really explain. But there's a man named Elmer McCurdy who was buried at Stone Lion Inn Cemetery. And okay, so the inn has its own cemetery? Yes, just a small one. And Becky wants to be buried adjacent to Elmer, even though she has no correlation to him besides profiting off of hypothetical, theoretical ghost activity well, I, with him. I would like to be buried adjacent to Zach Bagans because <gasps> although He'll never I'm die. not interested in him or have any respect for him... <laughs> I want to uh, be with him. We... We have, like, talked about him multiple times on the podcast, and we sell merch, so we've technically profited as a result of yeah. Zach Bagans, so, so I would like to be buried adjacent. I think his tombstone is going to be really ornate and elaborate. It's going to be a gigantic crying marble angel on a horse. With a, <laughs> wearing an Ed Hardy shirt. <laughs> The horses. Tattoos. <laughs> the horse is also And they wearing. both got his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So she wants to be weirdly buried yeah. there. And people think that because she does this murder mystery show in the cemetery, like right on his grave, that she has awoken him or pissed him <laughs> off or done something. But personally... With a lot of the activity that happens, I'm not sure if it's him because he doesn't really have any correlation to the house besides being buried there mm-hmm. and maybe being pissed off. But we'll we'll get to the paranormal stuff and see what we think. But going back to his past, which is sad. His life is sad. He was an outlaw. He tried to break into a train or something and steal stuff. He got $48 and two bottles of whiskey and there was an hour-long gunfight, and he died. That doesn't sound sad at all. He sounds like an American hero. Oh, <laughs> Oklahoman treasure. So <laughs> He was the mayor for ten years. <laughs> so when they got his body, they had put like 200 times more arsenic into him than they should have uh, to wh- preserve uh, him or okay. to embalm him. I don't... He essentially became a mummy. <laughs> yeah. And the... Is it a coroner? Coroner? The coroner? Yeah, the cor- corona. The coroner. <laughs> Your local coroner is here. <laughs> the, the coroner, because he had made a mistake, maybe he did it on purpose, he was so interested by it that he stood up McCurdy in his office and made people pay him to see him so he essentially made a shot a sideshow out of him okay so this guy was just like what would happen probably if i pumped twice as much into this body it was the early created the living dead yeah that guy was a freak yeah i'm now thinking about it i'm sure it was fully intentional oops grabs a second jar oops yeah <laughs> guess i'll just leave this pump going and try to Find my lost dog. Like, yeah, there's no way yeah. you just, like, l- lose track. I mean, I've never embalmed anyone. But obviously. I feel like you'd well, be paying attention. Maybe. We don't know. I don't know. I've never. Yeah. So he was a sideshow for 61 years. <laughs> he was. A, they called him the mummy and he was doing it so long he got sold to, like, a circus show, like a <gasps> freak show. 
and they started calling him the dummy and totally disrespecting him. And there's videos of him because he has been around so long that you can see what he looks like. It's real. It's really sad because he was just an outlaw doing his thing. I don't. He might not have been a great guy, but I don't know if anyone deserves to be a sideshow act for sixty-one what? years after they die. Why did? Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, and in the seventies, he was on a movie set, and they oh. had him hanging on the ceiling, probably god. by his neck on a noose, and his arm fell off, like part <gasps> of it, and so they saw bone. Like, he was finally starting to fall apart after 61 years. So, the people of Oklahoma got involved. They brought him back to Guthrie, and they had a proper burial, and they put him in that cemetery. What? Yeah! I could stop the story there! (laughs) That is absolutely insane. It's insane. I don't... That was... They didn't talk about that enough for me. I, I'm still not done comprehending it. Yeah, if I was that fucking person, I would be mad as hell. That's fucking unbelievable. What is it with this podcast and talking about people that exploit the dead We want we have to bring it to light other- so people know that this shit happened and it's not okay. Man, that's so fucked up. It's messed up. <sighs> and for a film set to use it? Like... Can't you just fucking make a prop? Yeah, get a prop. This is the 70s. Get a not prop. the 30s. In the 30s, like, a, an extra died, like, every other day. But this is the 70s. Yeah. So, I I feel really bad for, for Elmer. And I had hoped that him getting a burial by the town, like, a proper grave, proper tombstone, finally resting, that that might have let him move on if he no, hadn't I'd be already so mad. wait what's his name elmer what mccurdy i'm gonna look up m-c-c-u-r-d-y so there's okay. a child who died in this house and there's elmer who was so abused and is now resting on this plot and there have been many undertaking activities there and she bought a legitimate embalming table that had been used and put it in the house as decoration. So if I had died on that table, or if I had been dead on that table, I would haunt that house just to spite her. This is not an accessory. Becky pisses me off. So it's eighteen. It's nineteen. <laughs> way back. It's 1986, and. Becky is starting this up as a bed and breakfast. She's got a housekeeper. And it seems like this woman might be an empath Mm -hmm. because she is more connected to the house than anyone else's in the way of spiritual connection. (laughs) Okay. So there's a lot of whispering when no one's around. There's a lot of knocks on the door. When um, Becky had her, in the 80s, her kid was younger. He would leave his Mm -hmm. toys out. And they would be moved the next day or be put away or be thrown about. Yeah. I think it was on the third floor and that's where the little girl's room was. Mm -hmm. So there seems to be some little kid activity. And there is a lot of doors opening and closing when Mm -hmm. no one's there. 
That's so scary. Yeah. A lot of knocks on the door, and the housekeeper will go downstairs, see who's there, and nobody's there. Which is terrifying. Even mm. not paranormal. Don't yeah. do that. Because <laughs> it's like, is somebody circling? Do I not? <laughs> yeah. So the housekeeper is in her bedroom in the third floor, which I guess technically is the attic. And she was laying in bed, and she felt someone come into the bed and lay next to her. Like, she could feel the bed moving as if someone were laying next to her. Mm -hmm. And she was too afraid to look because she knew she had left her door unlocked. So what she did was she covered the blanket over her head and fell asleep. Which, TBH, I might have done too. I don't know if I would have assumed paranormal. There's been a lot of activity, so she might have assumed paranormal. Man, I have no idea what I would do. Yeah. Because if it was a person, I I would assume they would have done something. Like, talked or something. I don't know. I don't know. Ugh, I probably scary. would have done exactly what she did. But she covered her face with her blanket and went to sleep. And she immediately dreamed that she was in the basement of this house with whoever was laying next to her. But she doesn't describe seeing them. She just knows that they were there with her. And she was in the basement, and there was a bucket on the ground, standing, like, you know, standing up. And it was full of water. Mm -hmm. But the water was overflowing and pouring out of it. But, like, water wasn't dripping into it. It was just a constant stream of water coming out and the level being the same. Mm -hmm. And that was the dream. And there is a thing, apparently, where people think that if you look into reflective surfaces, like a mirror... Or the ripples of water long enough in the right way, you can make contact with the dead. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, why they cover mirrors in spooky houses. I just assume to to get rid of the possible factor of being spooked. <clears throat> I, I haven't done research on this, but I have a faint <clears throat> inkling that... It might be tradition after someone dies in a house mm. to cover all the mirrors for like a period a of time with black cloth. I know that that is a tradition. I'm not sure what the reasoning is or if that still goes on anywhere. But I know that that's like a thing that would happen in the past. I don't know if it's... There's something with so reflective surfaces yeah. and the paranormal. Yeah. So they're thinking that... Whoever was laying next to her was trying to make contact with her, and if she would have looked in the bucket, she might have been able to see them, or they're trying to say, hey, look at me. Notice mm -hmm. me. Because she seems more of an empath than Becky. Becky's just mm -hmm. doing her thing. I wouldn't connect with Becky. Becky is an entrepreneur. <laughs> She's a businesswoman of the modern time. <laughs> she power lunches. She loves Pinot Grigio. <laughs> She's going to make the strong choice. And it's going to be the right choice. So the ghost adventurers pop in, of course. Of course. <laughs> and they decide they don't even have Becky in the house when ghost stuff happens. They just interview her and they're done with her. They have the housekeeper go into the bedroom where she had felt someone lay next to her alone. Because that's what they do. Oh, God, they're such dickheads. I know. They're like, if you're okay with this, we'd... uh. We'd like to have you do all the work. 
So she had her little EVP reader, and they wanted her to ask questions about who's there, about the dream, about who laid next to her. And she referred to the dream and asked for a sign about what the dream meant. And she asked all the questions, and then after a while she was like, I'm not comfortable with this anymore, I'm done. And they were downstairs, like, hunkered with their headphones, and like, oh, 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 she's done, she's done. And they ran up and got her. And then, <laughs> okay, get her out, get her get out, move no, up, step. go on, get, go, go. Like, there's, <sighs> so, it's like, oh, suddenly you're so sensitive to people's wishes. Right. So we're going to oh, have you alone the up there. We're going to give you this recorder, and we'd like you to just ask Haunt some it. questions. And if you feel the need to urinate yourself, um... Nobody here is going to judge you. But clean it up yourself. But if you would clean that up, we <laughs> know that's great. in your line of work. <laughs> Thank you so much. So apparently they were reviewing the audio after that, and they wanted her to come back to the room and listen to it. And apparently she had left. She drove home. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And they had to beg her to come back. And they were like, okay. Oh my god, I can imagine back. the fucking phone conversation Zach had with her. Yeah. He put on his I'm talking to a woman voice. Mm-hmm. I bet they didn't even let him talk to her. They had a producer because they knew he would They're just like, make it no, worse. No, 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 no. Zach, Zach, give, give, I'll, I'll handle this one. Okay, Zach? <laughs> just, just give me the phone. It's okay. I got it. No, 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 no. no. Don't I'm, worry. I'm I got it. I got it. I'm a pro. You know what? Why don't you, um, why don't you send Aaron to the basement, huh? Wouldn't that make you happy? Go and on. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he fucking did. <laughs> So they brought her back. I don't feel comfortable with this man. (laughs) They brought her back and they were very, it seems like they were accusatory that she had faked ghost conversation. I think they were just trying to make a point that it, that they interrogated her and it wasn't her. They were like, oh my God, did you say something after asking about the dream? She's like, no. They're like, did you say a curse word? Did you say the F word? And she was like, I'd have no reason to. No, I don't say that. The fuck word. <laughs> do you do you know what do you know what that means? <laughs> you, have you ever said a bad word, ma'am? So they. What is your sexual history? <laughs> we need medical records, stat. So they kept interrogating her, and she was like, "I did not say it." And they played the audio, and she asked about the dream. She's like, "And about the dream I had, what did it mean?" And on the recording, very clearly, you hear, well, they bleeped it out, so I couldn't tell, but they said it was the F word. It said, fuck her, fuck him. Hey. Like, as clear as day on the recorder. And they were like, was that you? And she's like, that's a man's <laughs> voice. Of course that's not me. <laughs> and then like, I start talking at the end. They're like, was that you, miss? You caught no. me. <laughs> so they're like, well, let's roll the footage. So they, <laughs> they bring Play back, back the footage. And she's talking, and the footage in the mic that she used doesn't pick up on the fuck her, fuck him. And she mm-hmm. doesn't say it herself. Which they could have just... video evidence. Why the fuck would they have to interrogate her? They can look know. at her mouth. Why are you making her feel bad? I guess because she left and Zach wanted to make her pay for it. He was being petty. I don't know. But she didn't say it. Someone did. Which I don't, it doesn't explain. Yeah. Fuck him. He was just not happy with the ghost adventures or whatever ghost was there. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) So they did this thing. They put a tent around his tombstone. This was their next step. 
And they were doing some sort of electromagnetic field thing. Oh, God. So... I can only imagine the sounds that it made. So, apparently, McCurdy was buried under concrete like a vampire. Oh, my God. I guess the townspeople were like, we really did him, or he was done really wrong. We should do everything we can to make sure he doesn't come back. No one will ever dig you up again. No one will know. <laughs> so Zach Bagans, being the scientist he is, is using he this... He is above all a man of science. A man of science. <laughs> He's using this infrasound that travels through cement. <laughs> Listen, it goes through cement and it creates an energy path from the tomb to the inn so he can communicate to the people in the inn. <laughs> this is a ghost telephone. I will be calling him. He was pretty it's much like, tone. okay, I'm gonna patch you through, sir. You're speaking <laughs> with the inn. You're connected to Alma. <laughs> That's exactly pretty much what it was, and it was ridiculous. And they have... This and it's that's not ju- that's not it. It's a literal. An it's connected to a literal phone. They have a cell phone to the fucking casket. Yeah, that's the most rudimentary. Do they not like understand the concept that ghosts can leave the casket? Aren't just like stuck under concrete in there? If they that's think their whole that fucking he's show, the house is that can't they go in the house? They can move around. Yeah. You don't have to like. We're going to penetrate these layers of cement and just to talk them off. to a dead person because yeah. dead people are there and they are still there it's where ridiculous. their bodies are. Like, do you understand the concept of death? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't think, think so either. I'm not sure how much he understands. He may have read two Edgar Allan Poe poems, but <laughs> it doesn't mean he gets it. He read half of The Raven. <laughs> So, also, <laughs> the middle bit. funny side note, I copy and pasted that poem story, and I switched it to a really shitty font, and I printed it out, and asked my friend in high school what she thought of my English homework. <laughs> what did she think? She liked it. She didn't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, literally, I can't imagine a time in my life before I knew the poem The Raven. Yeah, or at least. And to read, quote the raven nevermore, and be like, I think I've heard that before. Yeah, literally. But just to read this and be like, my lost Lenore, the sweet Lenore who paraphims, who sw- incense and forgotten lore and all this shit. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, I thought it was like really good. And you're <laughs> like, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a casual writer, you know. I love that. That just tells you not to trust your fucking peers with your work because they don't know what's good from bad. Mm-hmm. But also all the people that have ever bought my art or my work, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate your taste. I like but that. But like, wow, people don't know shit. just assumed I was really smart, not knowing me well enough, maybe. I don't know. It was pretty I read two and a half stanzas and it, I don't know, was good. Good, cool work, Morgan. And you're like, yeah, got a fucking imagination. I think man. I even put clip art around it. I was really trying to sell it, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, Zach Bagans and his telephone. It's literally connected. Like, the way they're talking to the ghost once the path happens is a cell phone. They've got this, like, phone where they can, like, chat bot type in something and it responds. We will IM. Yeah. This ghost. We created an AIM account. We DM'd it. So they're typing 
what Zack from afar, I think he, he thinks he's the one in the spooky place. Maybe he's doing all this so he doesn't have to be in the house. Because he's He's in outside. A tent. He's outside in a tent. So they ask if he's haunting the place. Who has disrespected him? No response. They ask who he was shot by, because that's how he was killed. And the response was hung. Mm-hmm. Which, Aaron has a theory that because he was embalmed for so long, his spirit might it not have let go. made his penis larger, so he was hung. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they think that um, his spirit didn't let go until after, like, he was hung for that movie set, and then his arm fell off, mm. and then he got the burial, so maybe that's when he realized he was dead referring to hanging maybe he was actually hung it's instead of simple. shot who knows they okay and then they asked who was answering this question and he said homicide which isn't an answer but it is how he died how would an outlaw in like the 40s or something no we use the word yeah. homicide yeah and they asked him more questions and he said hang a couple more times and then they asked the spirit box who was there, and they all heard a male voice say, hang, in a southern accent. So he's trying to get a message across if it's him. He's trying to hang out. Yeah. Hang. You gotta we keep- hung out. Yeah. Hanging out. I like to hang out. You wanna chill? Hung out yesterday. I'll hang out tomorrow. Yeah, hang out every day. Hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, who talks to your spirit? And he said, empath. Which- Maybe it's not him because this seems like high vocabulary for him. This like literally seems like there's someone on the other end of this tombstone being like, yeah, empath and <laughs> homicide. They said Elmer. Third degree homicide. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was shot after an hour's worth of battle. Allow me to tell you my life story. <laughs> it all began when I grew up in Galveston, Texas. I was an outlaw, but my mother never loved Ding. me. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We published the manuscript we were able to get from Elmer. Read his story now. (laughs) So they asked him, Elmer, what are you doing now? And chatbot said, phone. What? Phone? Phone. Because he was like, they're getting the messages on a phone. (laughs) Phone? (laughs) Yeah. What what do you mean? Obviously. Same thing that you're doing right now. That's a stupid question. And then, how did you die? And he said, hang. And then they asked if the theory was right about the hanging or whatever, and he said all. And they were like, oh, that means it's all right. <gasps> we're right completely. <laughs> so What is so funny about this is that it feels almost like a radio transmission where it like only picks up like every other five words. And he's like, I did not hang, and all it's getting is hang. <laughs> it's like everybody thinks I was hung and that's how it came across, but all y'all are fucking idiots, all right? I didn't fucking hang and they're like I was hung. hung. We got a haul. <laughs> I was hung and you are right. Those <laughs> adventures and very handsome. <laughs> I respect you, Zach Bagan. <laughs> <laughs> you are the angel of death. <laughs> So the this info, I don't know what they were doing. I don't really think it's much of anything. 
but that's the strangest i've never ever heard of anyone doing yeah that. it fascinated me to no end he's but a scientist i do think the housekeeper has <laughs> he is a scientist if i've ever There's seen just one nothing funnier than thinking about that <laughs> So they separated them. Oh, Aaron was in the attic. The other guy was in the basement. Nice. So Aaron was sitting on the bed and he was metering it for electromagnetic energy because they're men of science. Right. And he's talking and then he freaks out and turns around in Aaron fashion and starts to like get his phone and he lights up stuff to look for something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no lie, you guys. I felt it felt like someone put something in my butt. <laughs> like when what? you have plumber's crack going and someone slips something into your butt crack. <laughs> That's what he felt like happened. Ew, maybe it was just a drop of sweat. Ugh. I don't know. Ugh. I think if something is there, it seems like the activity might be childlike. It might be that girl. Something dropped into my butt crack, man. <laughs> I'm fucking serious. Oh, I can just imagine him yeah. freaking out about that. So yeah, he freaked out and then he was like, "Oh, I'm I'm silly." And then he was talking and he heard a crash and the camera that was facing him went out and slammed against the wall. Whoa. Like it like it, you saw it move really fast, then it cut out and then it was up against the wall. Uh-huh. And they like stood it up and like pushed it a little bit and it was it was pretty sturdy. Zach pushed mm-hmm. it and like it didn't really go anywhere. Well, he's very he's... weak. <laughs> His teeth are weak. <laughs> so they set up a second camera focusing on that with the little Xbox Connect kind of shit going on or whatever it is with the dots, and they didn't catch anything on that. But the Xbox Connect. We set up a Wii sensor, so if anyone moves, this dancer will move. <laughs> So they asked, did you just touch me a second ago? Because this all kind of happened at the same time. And in real life and on the recorder, it caught the kid. Mm-hmm. Which might mean there's several people there or the kids referring to themselves as, as the kid. <laughs> oh. I'm the kid. You know me because I slip fingers and butt crack. <laughs> You've been snatched by the kid. <laughs> I'm the real outlaw in these parts. <laughs> Elmer ain't got nothing on me. Would Elmer do this? <laughs> Boop. <laughs> they should have pantsed him. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> A ghost pantsing. I would pay money to see Zach Bagans pantsed mm-hmm. and running with his gigantic jeans around his ankles. <laughs> I bet he wears tidy whities yeah, he go eh, and just shuffle out. I wonder what kind of underwear he would wear. Tidy whities with a cross on the butt to protect <laughs> his his back. No, he wears black. I don't know. I don't what know are the underwear that look like boy underwear? Not speedos. Are they speedos? The ones that look like women's underwear? Yeah, they like just hug the cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> that. Right. I don't know that he would... He's not European. But he thinks Uh, he's fashion forward. No. He thinks he's a... Man of science. Conduit to the devil. (laughs) He... There's no way of knowing who the... uh, Mm -hmm. He's an anomaly. He is. He is the the most uh, convincing anomaly (laughs) they've ever captured on camera. 
So after the kid, they asked more questions and they heard a child's voice. Mm-hmm. And then the spirit box, which usually, this is a weird spirit box. It like makes a choo 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 kind of sound. But mm-hmm. then it just started going. <laughs> <laughs> it was making raspberries really loudly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, love it. Which, I hope that was a kid punking on them. Same. Like, screw you, Ghost Adventures. And they lost it, and then Aaron apologized for getting too excited. He's like, I'm sorry, you were just trying to communicate, I'm sorry you got excited, I'm sorry, I'll calm down. (laughs) Which I love! Yeah, and while they were reviewing audio, another door opened, a different door. And they caught it on camera and they saw it. And then they said, can you close this door since you opened it? And it closed. And then the spirit box turned on. Mm. And I was spooked at that. And then nothing else happened after that. That's fair. Yeah. But I think something <laughs> might to happen there, in one location. But I don't think it's Elmer. It's interesting. It's hard to trust. They how use they so much it. technology That's that is fake. the The path from the tombstone to the inn is non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out right now. Uh, yeah. Literally, they just get some cameras, and maybe the camera pushing over was fine. Yeah, that maybe some like temperature readings or EVPs or or like maybe even like a mm-hmm. trip wire like motion mm-hmm. sensor. That's really all you should be. Yeah, they tried to do a temperature reading on the stairs with some toy balls to see if a kid would move them, but mm-hmm. Zach sat on the stairs and said, "Come play with my balls." And they had a good <laughs> laugh. And I'm assuming if any kid was there, they were like, oh. pardon me? Well, I know he's a man of science. <laughs> above all. It's just science. It's fine. For science. <laughs> For science. I a ghost to come play with my balls. For man, science. fuck you, Zach Bagans. You're such an idiot. Yeah, I'm he sorry. Is. He's listening to this and crying gently. But it's like... <laughs> he listens every week hoping we talk about him positively. He's like, this is the time they're gonna like my work. Oh, no. The season is dedicated to us. <laughs> it, w- it won't ever happen. No. <laughs> no. I'd be fine with just Aaron. Yeah. I'd be fine with not no investigation at all. Just all the cutaway, like... Scary, like yeah, like zoom, crash zooms on doll faces, and that's the good stuff. Violin screeches, and like just like mm-hmm. really intense editing. That's all I need in a ghost show, really. It's all I need and want and deserve. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of this place? The Stone Lion Inn. Stone Lion Inn, home of the mummy, and. A poor housekeeper who's got somebody to get into bed with them. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. There's I'm not... really curious. I want. I wish they would get a medium in there. I think the ghost hunters went, but I couldn't find the footage. 
I couldn't find a ton of research on other people having done it because I think when people go, they see the hokiness and they see Becky just amping it up and they don't even bother. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I think something might be there. Well, I believe the housekeeper. Yeah. The telephone to the dead is interesting. Yeah. I just feel so bad for that McCurdy guy. Oh my god, what a terrible, terrible fate. Well, that's what, you know, like homeless people, they would, um, mm, like medical students in the past would just like use them as skeletons, like in, <clears throat> like, like doctor's offices or in oh my God. universities like if you were just like poor and nobody gave a shit about you your body is not yours after you died jeez anyway society hates the poor so uh so i got a oh, listener story oh. And I know this is a long episode, but deal with it. You can tolerate that, friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm gonna uh, read it. Okay, <gasps> I'm so excited! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I got in. It's from Zach Baggins uh, himself. Late last night, <laughs> dear campers, how dare <laughs> you? <laughs> I am a man of science. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, camp counselors. Hi. You guys read the story I sent in to you last year. I wanted to say thanks again, and if for nothing other than to satiate a curiosity, share an update as recent as last night. (gasps) You two and I know that the paranormal is sensationalized. Excuse me, sir. (sighs) We we believe every account. (laughs) Hang. It's... Uh, it's such an interesting concept, which can be accredited to mystery surrounding it and the lack of hard evidence proving it to be infallibly true. After all that I have experienced, after all that I have experienced up until last night, even I couldn't be 100% positive this was all actually happening. Even my girlfriend eventually thought what she saw was, although weird, maybe wasn't real. My girlfriend and I moved into a new apartment with two other roommates. Not much had happened for the first few months aside from the general sleep paralysis. But eventually it did begin again. It started when I came home one day. I opened the door and standing down the hall I saw a black silhouette of a man standing still. I only got a second's glance, a very brief view of him, and when I looked back for a double glance it was gone. After that I would be hearing voices. Someone opened the door to our apartment when only my roommate was home. Even all of that can be dismissed. But this is it. This is everything. Last night, I was watching Netflix around 11. The lights were off and I was the last one awake. I heard a voice down the hallway where the same silhouette had been months before. When I looked, I saw a silent figure running down the hall. When I say silent, I mean it was as if She was on mute, as if she could not emit sound. She was clearly running, but I heard nothing. She was running directly down the hall towards me. This thing, this spirit, 
ran right towards me and in the last second darted into our laundry room, which is located down the hall, towards me. I fell from my chair and ran into the laundry room, but it was empty. That's all of it. That's all I saw. But what I saw is proof that spirits are real. It's always depicted as this experience being terrifying, but honestly, it wasn't. The only thing that was truly scary was how real this moment was for me. I'm only sharing this with you now because you can't share this with a lot of people. You just come off as crazy. But you guys believe. Maybe not completely, but more than most people, which was where I was before last night. Anyway, I hope this serves... This at least serves as an interesting read for you two. Thanks for believing, and I look forward to ordering a laptop sleeve. <laughs> Do we know That's who this person was? Like, what their story Richard, was? Richard wrote about the sleep paralysis, mm. I believe. Was this with the, the oh, sidewi- sideways sitting? I talked wall, about I this to someone literally yesterday. <laughs> we were talking about listener stories, and I was like, no, what gets me is that, I mean, a lot of them get me. All of them get me. But the sitting <laughs> on the wall, come on. <laughs> That's terrifying. It's pretty upsetting imagery. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we appreciate that update. Hell and yeah. it's it's absolutely true. It feels like you believe all this stuff, but it doesn't feel like it feels actually real mm-hmm. until something unexplained just happens right in front of you. And there's nothing else you can do or say, but just be like, wow. Yeah. That's fucking incredible. I was uh, brought attention to the point that, um, so when Roger lived in a different apartment, we had a paranormal occurrence, which I've brought up where someone was in the restroom by themselves and we were going to punk them. So the long hallway to the door, we had it closed, we turned all the lights off and we were holding the doorknob and Roger felt like someone was trying to open the door from the inside and so he was holding against it, and then it stopped, and we opened the door, and Jacob was still in the restroom. Then no one else was in there. Wait, I'm confused. Okay, so Jacob was in the restroom, and then to get out of the restroom, which is in Roger's bedroom, you have to walk down a small hall mm-hmm. and leave the door. So when he was in the restroom, we turned off all the lights in the bedroom, and we closed the bedroom door. And Roger held the knob, so when he tried to open the door, he'd be spooked, and he wouldn't be able to get out for a minute. Trying to play a funny joke. And so, Jacob was in the bathroom, and Roger felt like Jacob was trying to get out, like he felt the knob move. So Roger Mm -hmm. held the knob, like he fought it, so he couldn't get out, and then it stopped, and then Roger opened the door, and Jacob had, like, just gotten out of the bathroom. Like, he was, he just opened the bathroom door. So he wasn't near the- He wasn't. Door. And we asked him, was that you with the knob? And he didn't know what you were talking about. <gasps> and when we were there, Hank always looked in the hallway. Always. So Jacob thinks that maybe something is following me. If there's something. Mm. But like with this guy, he had crazy activity. Obviously, he's 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 an empath or has some sort of mark on him that people are like, hey, let's 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 reveal ourselves to him. Mm-hmm. It's uh super interesting to me how people when they write into us will often talk about how they don't feel comfortable like telling other people. Talking about this stuff with other people. Which is crazy. And I th- I think that's so it's not crazy. No, it's crazy that people of- won't accept 
their stories. Well, people are really weird. People get really weirdly intense and like shaming when they like think you're being ridiculous. Like even I'll tell like family members about like what this podcast is about Mm -hmm. or I'll like share like a little funny tidbit, like some like cool thing that happened and uh, they'll be like, oh, yeah, sounds right out of the Twilight Zone. You know, like they they think that. Yeah. Everything is just like dicking around like they think it's all just bullshit and that. I'm basically just like silly for yeah you're giving right. it any thought, and it's like it is obviously a very silly podcast. Like, there's a reason that I put on the category comedy and not yeah. storytelling or society. <laughs> uh, Weather, so <laughs> climate relations, <laughs> and um, but people still there's like a pretty significant amount of people who. When you say you have a scary story podcast or when you talk about ghost stories, they'll they just like ride you off. Like and it's really weirdly devaluing because they're like, yeah, this. Oh, funny. Like and it's like, dude, I'll fucking lock you in 30 East Drive in Mm -hmm. fucking Pontefract, Yorkshire. And you fucking tell me that there's nothing there. Like it just like blows my mind that some people are so close minded and also to even like talk to someone who has clearly believes that they've experienced something mm-hmm. and to just be like okay well that's bullshit like it's like even if you don't believe in ghosts that's so rude it's so it's having an impact intense on to think that like you know everything yeah it's like dude as the wonderful voodoo practitioner in midnight in the garden of good and evil says there are no answers <laughs> and you don't you don't fucking know so yeah. like don't there's no reason to to like i just can't imagine operating with such confidence yeah. in like the ways of the world as to be like well that's impossible yeah there's no way <laughs> because i know exactly the extent <laughs> of existence it upsets me yeah but it makes me happy also that people feel confident that we won't ride them off for sure uh even though we write off about 30 percent of the bullshit that the ghost adventures participate in. well <laughs> but <laughs> they're doing but, it for views um, and ratings exactly and people that email us are getting zero profit from it yeah. so there's yeah it's just we'll always listen with an open mind and an open heart and an open cabin door mm. for our campers if you have a story that you would like to send us, email it to us at letters to camp at gmail.com. Uh, the Winchester House movie is coming out <gasps> today. In the next couple of months. I think. Is it coming out today? I think so. Yeah, I definitely want to see that. Um, Me too. Me too. Someone had asked if we had ever done the Winchester House, and it was funny because. Uh, once when Morgan couldn't record, me and Ian did an episode and he covered the Winchester house, but then something was wrong with the audio or something. So it just didn't work and we just didn't do an episode that week. So we have actually covered <laughs> the Winchester house. You just were not privy There's a to few that. lost episodes. <laughs> yeah. So we might uh, cover that in light of that, but you know, we'll, we'll figure out it's whatever yeah. we feel like. Uh, so letters to camp at gmail.com. You can send us your stories and you just your thoughts and just say hi. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Scary Stories from Camp Row. You can like us on Facebook. 
You can get some merch at redbubble.com. Type in scary stories from Camp Roanoke. We've got some awesome stuff. You can get some mugs and some notebooks and just like a ton of super cute camp gear. There's a new design out. It's super cute in 70s and I love it. And if you like light pink, you'll like it. Um, I think I think I covered oh give us a rating and a review Mm -hmm. and a subscription if you haven't already yeah we really appreciate that Um, yeah if you're a new listener let us know what you think yeah and if it's a bad opinion don't yeah yeah (laughs) if it's a bad opinion go to a different podcast there it is there's a huge variety. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. Find a weather one. <laughs> then tell us about yeah. it. <laughs> <sighs> All right. I think we're good. We Y'all did. have a spooky night. With restless dreams. Of haunted things. Goodbye. Bye. Phantom Podcast Network on downrightcreepy.com. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows. <laughs>